And when you talk about focus, what's going to add to your focus? Mm-hmm. By the same token, what's going to what do you need to cut away from? Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, your place for faith-based empowered learning. In this conversation, we are going to be talking about how to stay focused as an ambitious Christian. And this is an important conversation because we have so much going on in the world right now. And it's very important that as believers, we really stay focused on the mark, which is Jesus Christ. And to have this conversation, I have my friend with me here again, Pastor Kevin Williams. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. It's good to be here again. Absolutely, man. Just say, listen, you rocked it the first time. So he's like, come on, let's (laughs) go on to do it again. All right. All right. Um, So we were talking earlier and, you know, we were talking about just how there's a lot of stuff going on between football season, politics, and a myriad of things. Mm -hmm. And I'll just kick this question out. Just, you know, you ISO play for you. Mm -hmm. How does someone stay focused in the midst of all of this madness? We have to, I find myself having to, from a very personal standpoint, because you could get into, you know, the one, two, three steps of being a positive person, all that kind of stuff. And I think that has a, has relevance, but I think when you're really pressed to the wall, I think it has to do with the conversation that you're having with yourself. Mm. What are you saying? How are you really living in the midst of all that is going on? Wow. And- and are we choosing, scripture says to us, you know, I put before you life and death. Mm-hmm. Choose life. Yes. And life and death are in the power of the tongue. So now you're saying, so it becomes, what's the conversation that you are having with you? Man, it's like you preach or something. That's good. <laughs> or something That's like that. good. Oh my God. No, I, I love that because all of us do have a conversation with ourselves mm-hmm. whether we want to admit it or not right. like you have thoughts in your head oh, yeah. and ultimately what comes out of your mouth are a result of what's in your heart and mm-hmm. the thoughts that you have in your head mm-hmm. and i i totally i couldn't i think that was very well said like the only way to stay focused mm-hmm. is to control your thoughts and to, like you know i was i did this uh i was just looking up i guess i wonder how many thoughts you can actually have mm-hmm. and somebody did a study on this and they're coming up with like 10 to 12,000 thoughts in a day in a day in a day i can believe that that makes sense now if you have now they're talking about having that many thoughts and having that much traffic mm-hmm. going on inside your head and this is like the regular person i'm talking about einstein talk about the regular person who uses three to five percent of their brain capacity yep 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 so the question then becomes how are you feeding what are you feeding your mind. That's true. You can can I add another point to that sure. to your to your twelve thousand point? Mm-hmm. We as human beings make an average of thirty five thousand decisions a day. Yeah. And so, like that stat where you told me, so of the twelve thousand thoughts results in thirty five thousand decisions. Mm. And wow, so that's, I didn't hear that one. Okay. It's like to what you're saying. It's like what am I feeding my thoughts so that way it can inform my actions. Right. Because I think the best way to, I guess signal or find out how focused you are is ultimately your actions mm-hmm. and i think to what you brought up it is beginning with your thoughts mm-hmm. right in terms of okay what's the conversation you have with yourself on a daily basis what's the conversation during those down moments of your day what is mm-hmm. the conversation with yourself when you wake up what's the conversation before you go to sleep so, right, right. so on and so forth right, right. but then also and you were going with this what are you feeding your mind what are you feeding your mind every single day and you know I, i've told this story before where when I was younger, 
you know, I would listen to trap music. When trap music mm-hmm. was out, mm-hmm. like that was just mm-hmm. it. That I wanted to hear about cocaine mm-hmm. being whipped up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear about yep. drugs being sold. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize when I was younger was that was it was like affecting my mood. Right. Now, right. again, at the time, like mm-hmm. I was an athlete, so it's like, cool, we got to dominate. Like right. this was what right. has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but now as I got older mm-hmm. and I matured, I was kind of like, Wow, I'm kind of in like, like, why am I snapping on people so fast? Like, why am I, like, why do I have such a short temper? You know, and, and you're wondering why. Yeah, and, so, and and really, it was the Holy Spirit that really revealed to me, like, it's mm-hmm. because you're listening to that music like all day. Now, granted, time and place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I realized just to your, what are you feeding your mind? It's your feed. It's like, whoa, I cannot listen to that all day. And so, well, see, now I'm, a, I'm, a, since I'm a little older than you, uh-huh. I'm gonna go back a little bit further. Okay, now. I was a two. Um, I'm a big TV person, mm-hmm. so movies. So I'm. I was into the James Bond oh, yep, flicks. Yep, and I was into the Godfather. Great, flicks. great sagas. Great. So initially, you're looking at James Bond, and he's driving the cars, and he has the women, you know, killing the bad guy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, so on the surface, yeah, no real problem, right? So, but I felt like. The Lord was, there was like a conviction that in terms of your own bandwidth in your head, that that was taking up too much bandwidth. Because let's say they have like one of those, uh, you know, Bond days or whatever. You're watching all the Bond movies. Yeah. So that's what's going on in your head. Right. So you had to, so I had to extrapolate that from my bandwidth. Now, not that I don't remember it, but that's not my focus. Right. But now um, the Godfather movies. Forget it, man. Classics too. Listen, and I and I really like Godfather too. And I even learned about, I even got some preaching lessons from oh, Godfather yeah, no. too. Yeah, and just in a way they're so. One lesson was in just how deliberate. Yes, they tell the story, and they're moving like this. It's not fast, right? It's they're not taking their time. They're taking their time. It's not sexy that way. It's not moving from mountaintop to mountaintop, but they're doing this. But by the time you get to the end of the story, you're going. Okay, I get it. Right. But see, the thing that was in both of these is that you have to know your own personal proclivities. And if there's something that's in your mind or in your spirit that becomes like in the Old Testament, a high place, mm-hmm. then that high place needs to be cut down. Yeah. And when I realized when I stopped watching them all the time, that my bandwidth was more open in my spirit to listen more to what God was trying to say to me. So you have to be honest with yourself. Now, me listening to trap music might not have had the same effect, or you watching The Godfather might not have the same effect on you. But we have to know our own proclivities, what's going to take away from our focus, what's taking up too much bandwidth in our spirit. Mm. That's to your point. Of the scripture you referenced before about choosing life or choosing death, mm-hmm. like because I think definitely each of us has our own, I guess we'll call it vices. We all have right. our own right. falling points right. and things, you right. know, because right. we deal with different stuff. We come from different backgrounds. We mm-hmm. struggle with different things. I mean, I know, you know, as men, you know, things like pornography, like right. that's a thing, right? right? Like right. there's there's right. certain, like I know there are guys that. You know, they can't watch certain shows at certain times because of that, right. Right? which I totally understand, right. you know? Um, right. But I definitely think it is a matter of self-examination mm-hmm. and self-awareness to say, okay, 
cool, everyone else may be doing these things, right. but is that giving me life or is that resulting in death? Is right. that right. causing me to think positively about right. me, my life, my family, my legacy, so on and so forth? Right. Or is this causing me to be in a place of neutrality? Or is this causing me to feel negative about a person, a place, a thing, a situation, yeah. whatever the case is? And I think it really is important that as we go through life, that we are aware of those things. And I think that's where you deal with um, having a morning routine, you know, just right. on a very practical level. Right. Like right. just having a time where it's like, okay, this is time for me to just reflect. Like I teach people, you know, you need uh, four different parts of your morning routine. You need a mindfulness component. You need an affirmation component. You need a shocker. And you need some sort of physical workout. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It, it's in that mindfulness piece where, mm-hmm. at least as believers, that's your time with God. Right. Um, where you're able to self-reflect, where you're able mm-hmm. to have God reveal certain things, right? In the same way how you mm-hmm. said, how mm-hmm. God said, like, it's taken up too much mm-hmm. bandwidth, right? That's where the Holy Spirit reveals. And I, and I love that you said conviction earlier mm-hmm. in your answer, mm-hmm. because I, I was reading um, John 16, and it talked about just the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to guide mm-hmm. and to convict. Right. And so with each of us, as we are navigating through life, going, pressing on towards the mark, Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we are aware of what the Holy Spirit is saying within us. Mm -hmm. And for the people that aren't believers, the Holy Spirit is that thing when you say, I don't know what made me do that. I had a feeling, right? That's basically the Holy Spirit. That's (laughs) in in an elementary way. But, but, you know, in that point, we should always be aware of, okay, what's the Holy Spirit convicting me to do today? What's what's the Holy Spirit convicting me to do this week, this month, this year, you know, with my life? Um, what's he guiding me to do? Right, right. In the same way, um, today, this week. So no, but so that kind of goes to um, two things for me. Like scripture speaks about how Jesus got away. Do you know what you want to accomplish in the new year, whether it be personally or professionally? If you're trying to figure it out, I'm encouraging you to get your ticket to the Dreamer Symposium. This is going to be your space to get really clear on what you want to do where you are and you're going to leave with a practical success strategy and there's going to be an accountability system for the entire year to make sure that you complete it so that way you elevate your life all you have to do to get your ticket is go to dreamersymposium.com right now so you can register i want you to be there because i want you to level up i want you to go to the next level in your life i want you to level up in your finances level up in your personal life level up in your professional life level up your overall level of being and you have to go to the dreamer symposium to do that so go to dreamersymposium.com get your ticket now let's get back to the episode went up to the mountains you know to yeah. be with the lord to press he, that time he withdrew and yeah. to your point about so you need to have that time where you don't have your you're not in the midst of your devices yeah. and then now that now the technology could bring our sin right to our pocket or <laughs> <laughs> right. you know right we're right there, there. Yeah, yeah but then the other thing for me is um you talk about the um because my wife we were watching um one of the rocky movies oh yeah so that that's like a that's again before you're still, eight, no, it's still another classic. But, I love it. I watch it and she says, Well, how many times can you watch this movie? You're like, what? But for me, it's like there there are pivotal moments. And I think there are pivotal moments when when Adrian is trying to make a point about something. Mm-hmm. something. And but there are times when he's working out and he's dealing with whatever he's dealing with, but he's out there, it's just him and the elements. Right. And that's one of the things that I enjoy not i mean the workout scenes are historic they're classic 
Um, you know, you wish you could do that. You know, you might have done that at some point in time in your life. But I mean, the fact that when he gets out there, he's running either in Philadelphia or he's running up the side of a mountain or he's chopping wood or whatever it is that he's doing. But it's that it's that challenge not only to your mind, but to your spirit. And in that moment, like in like I'll give you for example, in Rocky three, he the the script has him going to train in Russia. So he says, I'm going here because that's I just want to think about him. Yeah. So when he's out there on the mountain, he's running through the snow, whatever he's doing, that is his focus right. in down. that moment. I mean, locked down. Mm. And that speaks to me about, you know, in 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 your my relationship with him. I mean, how how locked down am I, you know, my level of commitment of focus to want to do that. Does anything messing? Am I allowing anything to mess with my focus? Yes. But I think that's different than saying somebody else is doing something as opposed to saying, what am I allowing yes. to, 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 to detract from what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. And, you know, that kind of speaks back to the maturity thing we were talking yeah. about before. You know, it's like I'm hearing in, you, in what you're saying, it's important that we not only have the self-awareness, but we really create an environment of focus. Right. Right. right, that we we really take control, we really take ownership over. Okay, yes, our self thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, what is feeding those thoughts, but also mm-hmm. we're going to really build this environment to make sure that we are in lockstep mm-hmm. on the mission, on mm-hmm. the goal, right, with mm-hmm. the plan, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I think a lot of people fall at that step, just because I, I don't know if it's just because they may not know how to create a focused environment, um, because I think even on a very elementary level, like with people working. Like there are a lot of people that they may be on the clock for eight hours, but they really only work like two. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> right. but I think yeah, yeah. that that is a part of like, again, very elementary example, but of creating an environment of life. But 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 that focus though is is a mental discipline mm. that I think is like a muscle that has to be really developed. Yes. For example, the U.S. Open is now. Mm-hmm. So we're watching Djokovic play somebody last night. Yep. And what makes people like Djokovic, Serena, Nadal, um, Federer when he was playing, yep. those people at the top of the game, when those, those, those top five slots, what separates them is that in their minds, they're beasts. So it's like no matter... Because the guy Djokovic was playing last night, this guy from Serbia, mm-hmm. a guy he knows, but this guy was bringing the heat. Now, I don't even remember who won or who lost last night, but he beat Djokovic in the first two sets. So I don't know if he upset Djokovic mm-hmm. or whatever, but Djokovic is the kind of person because you'd know his mentality, just like Serena. Oh, yeah. You cannot count Never. them out. You got to beat them for real. Right. And even though, like, what is it that? Tennis has always been, you know, ninety percent mental and ten percent physical. Right. So it's it's the people who are at the top of the game who have mastered their focus, have mastered their emotions, have met and been able to bring to be able to bring those into submission yeah. and get them their minds and their bodies to work in sync to do what they need to do. Because you can get rattled out there in the court, especially if you have somebody who's hitting back everything thing and you're throwing everything at them but the kitchen sink yeah. but they keep coming yeah so it's like now are they going to throw your focus off or are you going to really bear down yeah 
and not allow them to do that. So, I mean, it's it's a mental discipline, I think, that is rarer. It's not the rule. It's the exception. Yeah, I agree. At that I level. Agree. I agree. Well, At that level. I think that, that really does apply in every single day life, you know, yes. because in the same way with tennis, you have hundreds of thousands of fans. As a person that is not an athlete at that level, it's the news, it's what's on social media, it's coworkers, it's friends, it's mm-hmm. you have all these different things around you, right. and you need to make sure that you're building yourself up mentally to a point where you have a clear understanding of who you are, you have a clear understanding of what you're capable of, you know, and everything of the sort. Right. So that way, when it does come time to you know, respond when you get kicked in the in the mouth. When right. it does come time to, you know, respond in the face of adversity, right. like there is no bow down because you know you've already won. You've rehearsed this. You've been through this before. Um, and I think a lot of times when people people have not done the work because discipline takes real work. It does take work. Right? It takes it real take consistency work. It does take work. Um, in order to build that level of discipline that when they do encounter the adversity, then they don't have the foundation. Their foundation mentally yeah. is not strong enough to to withstand it. And so then that causes them to almost go into a spiral or get caught in like this vicious cycle of like build up, just get torn down, build up, just get torn down as right, opposed right. to just making a decision. Because I think to add on to your point of not only is staying focused a, a matter of discipline, I think it's also a matter of a decision as well. Right. Because discipline... There's a level of system involved with discipline where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this either way. Mm -hmm. But I do also believe before you really get to the discipline piece, it's a real internal decision that says, I will not stop. I will not quit. I'm going to stay focused on what needs to happen. Well, see, that kind of, I mean, for me, even though my wife doesn't necessarily understand this, but when I see certain scenes- in Rocky, that he has to come to an understanding within himself that either I do this, because because there's one scene where he's getting ready to go fight in three, he's getting ready to go fight Drago, the big guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he says, um, you know, if he's willing to face me, he's got to be willing to die. Real spill. Now, when you're making statements like this, <laughs> we've made a whole bunch of other decisions. Right. That this is going to be an all or nothing deal right here. And I think that we don't come with an all or nothing deal sometimes to our relationship with Christ. That's we don't good. allow ourselves to get there. That's so good. it's like, you know, Romans 12, 1, 12, 2 says, you know, be, be transformed, transformed by the, you know, by the renewing of your, mind. of your mind. And that's yes. really where this whole thing is. And we don't spend enough time renewing our minds or even really what that means to, to do that. And to be honest with you, I um, I lay more the blame of that on my side of the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I think that we don't in, we don't encourage or direct people enough to say you need to make sure that you have a relationship with the Lord in that way. It's great that you came to church. It's great that you're listening to me or whatever. But I'm secondary. I'm not even right. You're just the mouthpiece. I'm the mouthpiece. Right. But who you really need to be listening to is the Lord Himself. That's so and good. that and that's how you get this, you know, the vision and to make sure that you don't become the focus point. Right. You got to make sure that Christ stays the focus point. Yeah. In this, as yeah. opposed to you personally, and that's why that's how I I kind of look at different preachers, like when I'm listening to them, am, am I hearing this message that they are the focus point, 
or Christ is the focus point? Yeah. And do you even really believe what it is that you're saying? Yeah. Are true. you that level of focused and you know laser locked on Christ yourself? Am I hearing that level of conviction from you? So it's all that. Again, you're going back to like, so what's your feed? Because if you're in a church, and I would say any church, my church, wherever, that's not that's not encouraging you, that's not directing you to do that. You need to find a church that is. Yeah. And not just a church that's placating. Right. Because so many of us want to be in a church that's placating to yeah, us. Yeah. That's that's entertaining, that, you know, just kind of allows you to go to church, feel good, come home, do but, whatever. But, but you know something yeah. to me it's a shame because it's not even so much feel good. A lot of in a lot of instances is like, so to make me as long as it's comfortable for, to make me feel comfortable for where I am. Oof, wait. Ex go deeper into that. Go deeper, because that's a really good point. Well, go see, deeper into that. To, to say that um, as long as I don't shake up your, your reality, if I don't, if, as long as I speak to you the way you've been spoken to, that you're used to for years and years and years and years and years, and you don't want to hear anything about the demand that scripture is going to put on your life, the fact that you're going to need to change. Yeah. The fact that God is calling for us to, for all things, that the old things passed away, behold, all things become new. new. Yeah. But we kind of want to stay in the old things. We don't want to be told that, you know, holiness is right. And whatever we're doing that's not holy is wrong. Right. Straight up, right and wrong. So it's <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. And that, and that the way, and that even in terms of worship, that you, how do you are you worshiping for real or are you just showing up filling a filling in a seat? Yeah. Are you worshiping at all? Because some people say, well, you know, I don't do all that. I'm not. Yeah. Like, what is all of that? But but what right? So because especially like in the African American church, the, the more animated worship has been in a lot of corners has been deemed ignorant. Yeah. And and you know, but unfortunately, now with that same. Ignorance now, some of the other churches are now, European-centered churches are trying to get that more animated because the worship is just dry. Mm -hmm. It's not animated. There's no life to what's happening here. We're just showing up and that's it. And see, this is the sad thing for me is that, okay, so you're this quiet at church, but if we take you to see your favorite singer or whomever- right, at a concert. You, you scream. Up and down you you trying to sing in the songs and all this? A hundred percent. I'm like, I can't, I can't with you on that. I'm like- Yeah. Because- so that's where I'm coming from with that. I mean, we really need to, you know, and the fact that nobody can tell you anything. Yeah. Nobody can tell that's you good. anything. Yeah. I, I like that you brought up the worship piece because I know one of the things that really helped me go to the next level in my own spiritual maturity and even just my level of focus mm -hmm. is, and I think this is a really good step for anyone in terms of how to stay focused, it's just the personal responsibility side of like, just like, Lord, this is my responsibility mm -hmm. to give you worship. Like, right. whatever that looks like for me. Like, right. I don't care what, any, what it looks like to anybody else. Like, I'm the person, I worship hands up, right, singing right, right. the songs. If it takes me to tears in my, in my eyes, it doesn't, it could, I could care less. Because the thing is, this is me and God's relationship. Like, that's how focused I am. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I could care less of how crazy I look. Or how fake it may look, mm -hmm. but no, this is me worshiping. Like this is genuine. But but the un but to me the unfortunate thing is that so many in the church do not understand what 
biblical worship is. If you're looking for accountability, you need to check out the Dream Society. For $20 a month, you can join a community that will give you the support that you need and the accountability that you need to hit your goals every single week. And for $20 a month, it is the best investment that you will ever make in yourself. So I want you to go to dreamsociety.info right now to join. And let's get back to the episode. Yeah. And biblical worship is going to come, like you said, out of your relationship with them. That's like saying... Somebody has come in and has paid every debt mm-hmm. that you have. Right. Now, you ain't going to be sitting there like this. Right. You're not just going to sit there like- You're going to be sitting there like, oh my- No, you sure won't. <laughs> you sure won't. You, every time that person comes in, you're going to be, oh my goodness, have a seat. Yeah, have a seat. What do you need? Do you need a seat? Exactly. You need exactly. And you're going to be talking about how great this person is because they right. did that. Right. So my thing is, you know, that worship, because I think it speaks about- um Somewhere in scripture, Peter, Peter was warming his hands at a different fire. And sometimes we, our worship is centered on where we're getting our, who we really are right. and who our, what our real connection is with Christ. So if you can't, because even like this morning, we were in the breakfast this morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the first song that was played. Yeah. Uh, was, Mercy. Uh, Mercy uh, by Elevation. And that, and he just started singing and my eyes started watering. Yeah. And and you know and some people get lost in whether or not it's live music or recorded. But like we're living in a plan now. If you don't have a choir, you need you got recorded music. Right. So you need to be able to link into what that is. Mm-hmm. And because it's not what you're used to doing, then because now you can't get it. Right. So but, now you're just sitting there. But that guy was singing. Was singing this morning. Right. And, he, I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like tell I'm my crying, story, crying, well, crying while I'm eating the eggs. You know, I know like, it's great. <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even eat. Yeah, <laughs> man, was look. singing. And and but I think that's ultimately that is the key to being focused. Where it's like, you know, Lord, I'm. This is about me and you, right. ultimately. Right. Like, this is about me and you. And so when I when I sing these worship songs, mm-hmm. when I go to church, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna do my part. Mm-hmm. So that way, because again, we're accountable to God, right. ultimately, ultimately, right? Not to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And and I think so often we get distracted by tradition and thoughts of others and all mm-hmm. this different type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, just you lock into what you know is right. Mm-hmm. Everybody else got their own race to run. Everybody else is at a different point in their mm-hmm. spiritual journey. And everybody's um, going to be held accountable. Yeah, and everybody, everybody's going to be held accountable. You know, it's not going to be about, you know, God's not going to meet you at, once you get to the pearly white gates and say, oh, well, you know, they did such and such, so you're good. No, what did you do? Right. Did you do what I told you to do? And he's not going to want to hear, oh, well, you know, uh, they was talking bad about me over there. So I just chose to just go along with, just it, right. go along with it and just stay in my bubble of church just because they, you know, and God's going to be like, no, no, no. That's not what I told you to that, do. That's not what I told you to do. Right. I, didn't, I didn't. Who cares what they did? What are, you, about, supposed, what what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Now, see, because you know who said that to me? Mm-hmm. My grandmother, Josephine. Grandma what you, Josephine. What you just said. Yeah. When we stand before him, what are you going to say? Right, right. There's gonna be no do-overs. Like you have a new lives on the video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. You get one you shot. Get at this one thing. shot at this one, and when you stand before him, it's gonna be like, "What did you do?" So I mean, that's that's just kind of like where I find myself now. And and when you talk about focus, to be able to, what do you need to add? What's gonna add to your focus? Mm-hmm. By the same token, what's gonna what do you need to cut away from? Yes, that's not helping with your focus at all. Right. Something that proves to be 
more of a weight than maybe at a season you needed to carry. But the Holy Spirit might be saying, okay, we're done with that right now. That's so you good. Could, you could put that weight down now because there's nothing that's just something else I want you to do going this way. So that again, where's your focus? Yes. On in a, you know, and um and focus, I guess for me this summer and clarity yeah. would be something that the Lord has really blessed me with um this summer. Yeah. Know, coming into this this, this new school year. Mm. And and I love awesome. that you I love that you brought up timing. I love that you you brought up seasons mm-hmm. when it comes to focus because ultimately different seasons require different priorities. Right. Right? Based right. on diff- the time in your life, whether it's a time of the year, whatever, right. the stage of your life, you're going to require different levels of focus. Like for me, you know, I get married next month. Yep. Um all these different things. Yeah, you got like, a lot of stuff going on. I have a lot on. of stuff going on. Right. And right. so I have to go based on the priority and that's going to change based on the season. So leading up to the wedding, my focus was the business. I need to get this business up and going, right. make right. this money, exactly. hand in these checks. Like right. that's where the focus yeah. is in that season. And so now as we get closer to the wedding day for me, my mindset, my priority can shift mm-hmm. towards the wedding. And now I basically align my actions. Mm-hmm. I align what, mm-hmm. what I'm feeding, my mm-hmm. thoughts and mm-hmm. everything like that. So that way as I, as I encounter the different obstacles, because of course they're going to come, no problem, because Jesus has overcome the world. I know how to properly respond, yeah, yeah, right, because I have a great understanding, and I have a great, um, I have a great understanding of my personal responsibility mm-hmm. with my priorities. That I'm not going to allow anything to distract me from accomplishing what I need to accomplish, mm-hmm. because ultimately, again, you get one thing at this, and you get one try, right. and I need to make sure that God's saying, "Well done." <laughs> A good and faithful servant. That's exactly. it. I need to make sure. But see, this is the thing, though, too, is that not only knowing the season, but to know that God's grace is upon you in the season to enable you. To, my grace is sufficient yes. for you That's so to good. enable you to do those things. Because there might become a time as you're as you're moving and reprioritizing different things, and it's for all of us that God's grace is no longer on us to do this. But so that become now is what's the new focus? Yes. And what's he moving us towards in order to to do that? And it's gonna go back to those times when you're alone and you're with him. So it's not like it's gonna be a surprise that this transition is coming. He's gonna I truly believe that Holy Spirit gives us, you know, more than a forewarning of yes. what this is going to be if we're paying attention. 100%. To what's going on? Because if we're not paying attention, and you're always, well, I didn't know. Well, were you paying attention? Were you listening? Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> right. You weren't listening. <laughs> you weren't listening to right. what God was saying. So I mean that that focus, that all of that is so key to you know you know your maturation. But that listening time and what would God would have for you to focus on is is um is crucial. That's good. Cool. And I think I think to even just sum up everything we talked about when we're mm-hmm. thinking about just how to stay focused as an ambitious Christian, it's number one, being aware of your thoughts, mm-hmm. being aware of like that self-talk. Mm-hmm. Two, being aware of what you're feeding your mind, mm-hmm. right? When we mm-hmm. talked, we talked about the music, we talked about mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. Um, different things like that, making mm-hmm. sure that what you're feeding your mind um, gives you life. It brings you to a place of life as right. opposed to leads you to a place of death, mm-hmm. right? So what you're feeding your mind. And then number three, just really being aware of the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit work mm-hmm. within all of that, really being attentive, having an open ear, creating mm-hmm. space 
um, for the Holy Spirit to really lead you and guide you as, again, you navigate those different seasons. For me, though, I would probably, just from my own relationship, would mm-hmm. move that time with God first. Yes. That's what, I mean, because to know that, because it would like the scripture that you said from um, Matthew 6, seek ye first. Seek ye first. The yeah. kingdom of heaven. Yes. And all these things, things shall be added unto you in that way so that you're, because it's almost like in the military, um, we have what's called commander staff meetings. So I was on a commander staff as a chaplain. So every day, you know, you're coming in, well, you're, especially when you're out, you know, in the field, that you come in every day and a commander you let you know, okay, what's the new emphasis, what's coming down from higher command above him. Right, right, right. And what he's expecting for his staff to achieve during that time. So it's like, so when you walk away from command and staff meeting, there really shouldn't be a lot of questions as to what the commander said. Right, straight up. Everybody just, knows what to do. You're supposed to be at the XO, that's one, that's two, that's three, that's four. And a chaplain, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. So that's that's kind of like the way I see it. I got Because when I don't get that time, if I don't make that time. it's good. Got to make it. Got to make it. Then my day's like this. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. That's, so that's what that that's so for me. Got to get that seek time first. That's awesome. Well, look, get the seek time first. I hope I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation because we had a blast having it. Um, be sure that you take something from this conversation yeah, and really apply it. Definitely. All right. Let there be action as a result of this conversation. Um, of course, like I said, we had a blast having this conversation. If you haven't, um, get your ticket to the Dreamer Symposium, your place to turn your ambition into action for 2024 success. This is a faith-based event that I want you to be there because ultimately God said in his word, Proverbs 16:3, if you commit your actions to him, he will cause them to succeed. And so on that day, we're just going to basically be committing all of our actions so that we can succeed. So Look forward to having you all there. It's in the DC area. If you want to get a ticket, you can just look in the description. The link is there. Um, As you prepare for next week's episode, go check out last week's episode. And always remember your dream is possible as long as you are willing to work for it. See you guys next week. Fantastic. God bless you.